0: Good morning to Radhikala Dam. Good morning to all the assembled devotees. Of course, those that are seen and unseen. And I'm still trying to get the hang of this mask and speaking. So by the time I perfect it, we'll be taking these masks off. So have patience with me. So we're... Uh, Going to be continuing to read from Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, chapter six, and we're going to be covering text
1: sixteen. <laughs> KUNJA BIHARI JAYA RATYAM KUNJA BIHARI Jaya Gopi Janavala Bha, Kiri Dari mm-hmm. Jaya Gopi Janavala Bha, Kiri Yasuda Nandana, brother Jer Randernan Yasuda Nandana, Yamuna Tira Yamuna Tira Jai radha madhava kunja bihari Jai radha madhava kunja bihari Yashoda nanda na prajatar randanan Yashoda Nandana Brajajara Ranjanan Yamunati Ravana Chari Yamunati Ravana Chari राधा चंद जी रहा कवचंद जी Jagana, Jaya Jaya Jaganath, Jaya Jaya Baladev, 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 Jaya Jaya Baladev, Jaya Jaya Subhadra, Subhadra, Jaya Jaya Subhadra, Jaya Jaya Gauri thai thai गो मी थाय दया चाय गो
0: shira rakhav chanje ki jaye tajishu chobal pat ki again Canto 1 chapter 6 text 16 and it's the continuing conversation between narada and vyasadeva
1: bhagavache vasure om
0: namo bhagavache vasure
1: om namo bhagavate vasure
0: om gyanatim randasya Shakshu
1: Shri
0: Namaha. I was born in the darkest of ignorance. My spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my most respectful obeisances to my spiritual master. Text sixteen. Daya charanam budham, nirjita cetas sa, kalapshaya riddhasinay sonir hari. Dhyayatas charanam Bava nirjita cetasa, od kontha rashiu kalakshaya, asin hari. Di charanam bojam. Bava nirjita cetasa, od kante rashiu kalakshaya, ridi asin hari. Word for word. Dhyayata, thus meditating upon. Charanam Ambojam, the lotus feet of the localized personality of Godhead. Bhavanirjita, mind transformed in transcendental love for the Lord. Chetasha. All mental activities, thinking, feeling, and willing. Odkantia, eagerness, asrukala. Tears roll down, akshaya. Of the eyes, hridi, within my heart. Asit, appeared, may, my. Shani, without delay. Hari, the personality of Godhead. The translation here is, As soon as I began to meditate upon the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead, with my mind transformed in transcendental love, Tears rolled down my eyes. And without delay, the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, appeared on the lotus of my heart. Purport. The word bhava is significant here. This bhava stage is attained after one has transcendental affection for the Supreme Lord. And in order to increase that liking, one has to associate with pure devotees of the Lord. The third stage is to practice the prescribed rules and regulations of devotional service. This will dissipate all sorts of misgivings and remove all personal deficiency that hamper progress in devotional service. When all misgivings and personal deficiencies are removed, there is a standard faith in transcendental matter and the taste for it increases in greater proportion. This stage leads to attraction, and after this, there is Baba, or the prior stage of unalloyed love for God. All the above different stages are but different stages of development of transcendental love. Being so surcharged with transcendental love, there comes a strong feeling of separation which leads to eight different kinds of ecstasies. Tears from the eyes of a devotee is an automatic reaction. And because Sri Nathada in his previous birth, attained that stage very quickly after his departure from home, it was quite possible for him to perceive the actual presence of the Lord, which he tangibly experienced by his developed spiritual senses without material tinge. Sometimes, depending on the mindset of individuals, we can read the scriptures in a highly advanced stage of mind and understand it. And sometimes the simplicity hits most of us to the point where It's a very common explanation for whatever is in the scriptures. Srila Prabhupada transcribing the scriptures of the Srimad Bhagavatam aided us considerably in understanding. In text 16 reading it reminded me of A relationship and what it takes to develop love in a relationship. In the previous shlokas, it mentioned getting away somewhere where you could actually be a peace of mind without any disruptions. And it talks about going to a forest. But we don't have to have a force to meditate and to understand and to try to love God. And then really, after a point, there is no such thing as trying. It actually comes naturally. In the previous scripture, it spoke of sitting under a banyan tree in an uninhabited forest. We're not so lucky as to have a space in a big city like Dallas to be in an uninhabited place, unless, of course, it's our own homes. But text 16 speaks of the strong connection that one can make to develop love of God. And there are certain processes and steps that one must go through. And we continually like to stress that it is a scientific process. But even Narada Muni, serving along with his Lord, his, um, his mother as a maidservant for highly spiritualized souls, for acharyas, for saintly persons, even in that company, of just taking the remnants of the prashadam from those plates, without any demand or any desire to get anything from anyone, Nodada consumed the remnants, and he listened to the talks by the sages, by the um, saintly souls. And over time, he developed strong, extremely strong love of God. Nauta is known as the um, spaceman, the traveler of the universe. The uh, beginning of devotional service Because even in that environment, not even desiring anything, it comes naturally. And that's what we as individual jivas have to come to that particular realization. We have to first be of a mindset that we actually want the association of the love of God. And that may take lifetimes because we may have some false illusion or some illusion of what we are experiencing and we're thinking it's the greatest thing. But there is nothing greater than the relationship that a devotee has. There is nothing greater than the relationship of love that a devotee has for the supreme personality of Godhead. First of all, we must accept the fact that the Lord is the supreme above all, everything, omnipotent, only, powerful, merciful, all the unlimited qualities, everything that is, ever was, and has been, and will be, the supreme personality of Godhead. We have to come to that understanding in order to learn how to love him. And actually, it is not so difficult because right now in the material world, our love of God is covered by material nature. Simply covered. And all that is requested of the Lord, like a loving parent, is that we come to the understanding and the knowledge that our parent, the love, the Lord, loves us. He wants that relationship back that we had with him in the spiritual world. And he is willing to be there, along with your spiritual master if necessary, lifetime after lifetime, just to get his child back home. And that's how I broke down, in my mind, text 16. Being that Mother's Day recently passed, I received, um, I'm always receiving something. I think all of us are always receiving something, if we're on the Internet, from some group. And there was a description of someone Who, without desire for anything, just completely served an individual. Loving them so much that no matter what they did, no matter how many times they had to be corrected, no matter how many times one had to be in a position of understanding and love, loving them and being logical and furnishing them with whatever was necessary, It broke down the job description of a mother. And I thought about that particular description as being a very small, tiny description of the love of God. You think of God, the Supreme Personality of God, Krishna, who is actually reaching out to us and trying to bring us back, back home, Back to Godhead, no strings attached, just be prepared to surrender. And when you really are going after something and you want something bad enough, you drop your guard. You drop your guard and you expose yourself for who you really are, and you put yourself in a position of receiving if that's what's going to happen. And in order to receive the love of God, we have to understand that there's the Lord and then there's our individual jiva souls. We're all individual, but we're also part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. And when we realize that and we realize what we're actually leaving or what we've left in the spiritual planet... I think if we actually realize what we had before we came to this material world, we would just ask the Lord to uh, take me back. Just whatever is here that I'm enjoying, take it away from me. Because it's all illusory. And actually the Lord does that. When you are on the path, the devotional path or bhakti service, It is important that whatever service that you are embarking upon, it's something that you enjoy. I'm going off track for a minute. The point is to be in devotional service, one has to understand that there is a service that's rendered. And we are the ones that should be rendering service to the Lord in whatever capacity that we're comfortable with. And even as everyone right now in different parts of the world are sheltered in place, we can still serve the Lord in a very high state. A very high state of desiring and wanting to associate and wanting to attach ourselves to that transcendental love that we have left many lifetimes ago. What's important in text 16 and what's important throughout all the scriptures is that we need to develop love of God. And in a relationship with a significant other, with your mate, you develop love over time by doing something, having some exchange of some type of service. Lord Chaitanya arriving in the material world over 500 years ago, made it so totally easy for us to just chant. The number of rounds that we're chanting right now is minimal compared to the rounds that were chanted over 500 years ago. He made it so simple That sometimes with individuals, it seems complicated, but it's very simple. There are no, how did Srila Prabhupada say, no hard and fast rules. You can chant just about anywhere. And in Kali-yug right now, the places or the available places for one to peacefully chant, it seems like those places are being diminished. They're disappearing but you can sit alone in a room by yourself or in a crowd of people and still have solitude and, medita- and be able to meditate on the Lord. It's possible. And here, nada Damuni was so fortunate that even though he was not really asking for love of God to understand who the Lord is and what his relationship was. It came naturally. That's why when you come to the temple or you go to someone's home program, after the program, there's prashadam that's passed around. And that it becomes prashadam because first, it's boga. It's prepared and then it's offered to the Lord. And it becomes prashadam. And in a home program, or in the temple, you are in the association of like-minded people. That's the ideal situation. doesn't happen like that all the time, but it's the ideal situation. And in the process of being in the association of like-minded individuals that are on the path of devotional service, it solidifies your heart and it helps you to develop love for that localized Lord that's in the heart. We've never, ever been alone. Never, ever. And when you come to the understanding that our original relationship is a loving relationship with the Lord and everyone else around you, because we are one big family, you can actually feel as if you are in the spiritual world while in Kali Yug. It's not difficult. It is not difficult. Sometimes we make things difficult. But the point that one reaches before they really begin to experience love of God has been explained in many of the texts of uh, Krishna Consciousness, of ISKCON, and I came across a very nice one last night, but then I was reading the Bhagavad Gita, and it also mentions the steps and the processes to take, that one can take, on the path to loving God. So let's see how quick I can find this. And there's quite a bit that's written here, but... I want to emphasize what is here in text 16, in a maybe a, a very technical way, but we all understand different principles in a different state of mind. And then this one it was the—it's um, called the—it's the basic principle of vi but a of bhava period and all the other activities that facilitate the development of love of God. Let's see if we can read just a brief portion. And this is in the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. It states, there are three stages of devotional service. The first is the beginning stage of cultivation. And when you think of cultivation, you think of a person that's starting to grow something that's starting a garden. So if you're starting a garden, you have to have the proper soil. You have to have the proper tools to toil the soil, to make it firm enough to plant the seeds. It's a process of developing a foundation to grow from. The second is the realization of the service. And you actually have to be aiming for something specific in the process of developing that ground foundation. The third is the supreme stage, and that is the attainment of love of Godhead. And it talks, it uh, states the different methods There are nine different methods of cultivating devotional service. All of them is necessary, but you can also receive each of them individually at different points in time. And sometimes if you're highly, if you come into the world and you've been so close to developing prema, a love of God, that maybe you won't go through all the nine stages but here it states the nine different methods of devotional service, such as hearing, chanting, remembering, etc. And all these processes are employed in the first stage. If one is engaged in chanting and hearing with devotion and faith, Shraddha, you actually have to have or believe that you have enough faith that you can accomplish whatever it is that you're setting out to accomplish. And In this particular section, it's the love of God. If you are just doing it mechanically and you're doing it to copy someone or you're doing it with some other ulterior motive, you will never get to the point of love of God Until you understand that you are the servant, and the Lord is the recipient of the service. And it's also been stated that the Lord, even though he doesn't need anything, needs absolutely nothing, because he has everything. There is nothing in this world that we have possession of that's actually ours. But getting back to this, the Lord needs absolutely nothing. But he is joyful when he sees his servant serving another servant. Who is the servant of the servant of God? We need to understand the concept of service and not think of it as something condescending. Because when you become firmly attached to a particular service or seva in Krishna consciousness... You will do it in such a state of mind that you don't realize that you're serving, let's say, another devotee, that you're helping another devotee. You will be in such a state of love that at some point in time, you will be so attached to that particular service that that's all that's important. Sometimes we become a little too attached to our service, and we're afraid to give it up and that's when we don't understand that there is unlimited service, even in this material world in Kali Yug. But going on, the ecstasy, I'm sorry, going back, as faith in devotional service gradually increases, a person becomes assured of a higher perfectional position. In this way, one, one can become firmly fixed in devotion, increase his or her taste for it, and become attached to it. Now, it goes on, and it's quite lengthy, but I just wanted to cover this portion from uh, chapter one of the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. But in the Bhagavad Gita, fourth chapter, and I think it's a tenth text, it also discusses the uh, the love of God. And the reason that I'm going back and I'm reading from the scripture is because the scripture is perfect and complete. And even though I may understand what is being said, it has to be done in such a way that everyone is able to accept the information that's here, that it's palatable. And the information coming from the Bhagavad Gita, from the Srimad Bhagavatam, will become palatable, will become understandable to you over time. It all depends on how seriously you want to accept the knowledge or take the knowledge of the scriptures and understand exactly why you're here, where you've been, and where you're supposed to go. That's how I look at it sometimes, or that's the point at which I've come to look at it. And we don't have to be in such a hurry to leave this material world, even though we should. But in the process, we should be preparing ourselves to associate with higher, advanced, with very advanced jivas and very advanced souls in Krishna Loka. This is chapter four, text ten. And it's of the transcendental knowledge. Let's see. Read the uh sloka Vita krado manmayamam upastrita Upasrita Bahaboginyana Tapasa Putamadbavam Agata. Being freed from attachment, fear, and anger, being fully absorbed in me and taking refuge in me, many, many persons in the past became purified by knowledge of me. And thus they all attained transcendental love for me. And it goes on to explain, as briefly described above, it is very difficult for a person who is too materially affected to understand the personal nature of the supreme absolute truth. Generally, people who are attached to the bodily conception of life are so absorbed in materialism that it is almost impossible for them to understand how the supreme can be a person. Such materialists cannot even imagine that there is a transcendental body which is imperishable full of knowledge, and eternally blissful. In the materialistic conception, the body is perishable, full of ignorance, and completely miserable. Therefore, people in general keep this same bodily idea in mind when they are informed of the personal form of the Lord. And this is under the chapter of Transcendental Knowledge. Consequently, they consider the supreme to be impersonal. And because they are too materially absorbed, the conception of retaining the personality after liberation from matter frightens them. And it actually goes on to, we'll skip some of the sections, and they're all important. But it talks about a specific class of individuals that take to the Lord. And let's see if we can narrow this down. Nope, we're going to actually need to read it. When they are informed that spiritual life is also individual and personal, they become afraid of becoming persons again. And so they naturally prefer a kind of merging. This is one type of person personality. So they naturally prefer a kind of merging into the impersonal void. Generally, they compare the living entities to the bubbles of the ocean which merge into the ocean. That is the highest perfection of spiritual existence attainable without individual personality. This is a kind of fearful stage of life, devoid of perfect knowledge of spiritual existence Furthermore, there are many persons who cannot understand spiritual existence at all, being embarrassed by so many theories and by contradictions of various types of philosophical speculation. They become disgusted or angry and foolishly conclude that there is no supreme cause and that everything is ultimately void. Such materially attached Such people are in a diseased condition of life, and this is speaking of the different types of people that will eventually, eventually, if they're fortunate, come to the stage of prima in loving the Lord. And it speaks of the last stage because it's quite lengthy. This last class of men take shelter, take to the shelter of some kind of intoxication, and their affective hallucinations are sometimes accepted as spiritual vision. One has to get rid of all three stages of material consciousness, attachment to material life, fear of a spiritual personal identity, and the conception of void that arises from frustration in life. To get free from these three stages of the material concept of life, One has to take complete shelter of the Lord, guided by the bona fide spiritual master. So many times we come to different parts of the scriptures, and it inevitably leads us back to the understanding that we have to take a spiritual master in order to go any further in the process of understanding and developing an understanding of love of God. And it mentions the different personalities that exist going on. To get free from these three stages of the material concept of life, one has to take complete shelter of the Lord, guided by the bona fide spiritual master, and follow the disciplines and regulative principles of devotional life. According to Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, 1, 4, text 15 to 16, this is the science of devotional service. Adho shradha tata sadhu sangota bhajana kriya Tatana nata nevrita shatato nishtaruchis <laughs> tata ata shaktas tata bhavas prema in the beginning, one must have a preliminary desire. One must have a preliminary desire for self-realization. This will bring one to the stage of trying to associate with persons who are spiritually elevated. And we are still talking about Narada. This talks about a personality such as Narada because whether he was subtly wanting or desiring the understanding of love of God, he was placed in a position to get it. And over time, it became obvious to him what he was really searching for just by the association of highly advanced devotees and taking their brashadim. But This goes on a little bit further. In the next stage, one becomes initiated by an elevated spiritual master, and under his instruction, the neophyte devotee begins the process of devotional service. By execution of devotional service under the guidance of the spiritual master, one becomes free from all material attachment, attains steadiness in self-realization, and acquires a taste for hearing about the absolute personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. Going on a little bit further... Now we're getting some of, just a bit of the point that I wanted to make or read about. This taste leads one further forward to attachment for Krishna consciousness, which is matured in bhava, or the preliminary stage of transcendental love of God. Real love for God is called prema, the highest perfectional stage of life. In the prema stage, there is constant engagement in transcendental loving service of the Lord. This is so important because it's stating in a different way how important devotional service is to reaching the stages of bhava, of prema, of Loving what you're doing. And have a purpose in doing it. And eventually somewhere on the path, maybe in this lifetime, maybe in the previous next time, uh, next lifetime, you will develop love of God. And it will be of such a nature of love that nothing else in the material world, if that's where you're existing at the time, nothing else in the material world, we'll be able to touch it. Let me finish reading this, and then we'll, we'll end. In the prema stage, again, there is constant engagement in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. So by the slow process of devotional service, under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master, one can attain the highest stage Being freed from all material attachment, from the fearfulness of one's individual spiritual personality, and from the frustrations that result in void philosophy, then one can ultimately attain to the abode of the Supreme Lord. In essence, in the scriptures, there will be leelas. There, will, there are pastimes where the Lord is constantly giving us examples of different situations in life. Any possible situation that we can find ourselves in, there's an example of it in the scriptures. Now, if we are creating examples that are not exactly in the scriptures, then we're perverting the scripture. But I won't elaborate on that point. The point is we must be in a position of wanting to serve, to develop devotional service, to be on the path of bhakti, There must be an object of our affection or our seva. And ultimately, there's a goal. And every single day that we have the opportunity to wake up, we should be doing something on the path of devotional service in one way or the other. There are unlimited sevas that one can become a part of. And right now, in the state of the world, in this temporary condition that we're in, there's so many opportunities that devotees can take in serving the Lord. Unlimited opportunities. And I'm not saying that it's a great situation that the pandemic has manifested Won't even go into the specifics of what I think. What's important is what you think. But what's even more important is what the Lord says. And the point is that we should understand this is not our home. We're surrounded by illusory conditions. However, you've been given an opportunity to really find out who you are. And the Lord will constantly be giving you opportunities based on your previous lifetime karma. Whatever is happening, it should be possible to take from that situation and to learn from it so that we can Gradually find our way back home because this is not our home. Throughout all of the cantos, notice the opportunities, notice the lessons that are given. They will ultimately repeat the process that's necessary to not only love the Lord, but to find out who the Lord is and definitely take it from a bona fide spiritual master, not someone that's pretending to be, that is doing it for monetary purposes. If we really want to serve the Lord, if we really want to stay on the path, be prepared for some obstacles to come in one's way. But don't be disheartened by them. Be prepared, because we all have our personal battles of Kudusetra. This can be a battle of Kudusetra, where we are right now. But the point is, Krishna is our chariot driver. And no matter what is happening in the world, if our desire is strong enough, to be with the Lord, to want the love of God, or to find out what the love of God is like, we will be given the opportunities. We will be given many opportunities to serve the Lord. Just be still. Be quiet. Understand that we need to just completely surrender. We have a process of meditation the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hari Ram, Hari Ram, Ram Ram, Hari Hari, and you would be amazed at just chanting that mantra, how much it serves us on the devotional path, getting back to Godhead. But let me go back to the text again so that we don't get too far off track. As soon as I began to meditate upon the lotus feet of the Personality of Godhead, with my mind transformed in a transcendental love, tears rolled down my eyes, and without delay, the Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, appeared on the lotus of my heart. And there should come a time where we're meditating in such a way the just saying the name of the Lord, even meditating on his servant, the spiritual master, tears should begin to roll down our cheeks for many different reasons. One of the main reasons should be that we have become separated from our natural resource, from our natural source. We are. And it is okay to show emotion. But to sum it up, it is very important to understand the process of devotional service, the object of the devotional service. And when we're at that point, we will have so much love for the Lord. Tears will naturally form in our eyes. And it's okay. It's totally okay. That's love. If you miss someone and you've been away from someone for a long time, whoever it is, it's natural to have tears in the eyes when you finally Reunited with that person. This is what we're speaking of. And I'm going to end at this point. Um, I want to read this again. The purport, just to wrap this up. The word bhava is significant here. The bhava stage is attained after one has transcendental affection for the Lord. The first initial stage is called shraddha. And to faith or a liking for the Supreme Lord. And in order to increase that liking, one has to associate with pure devotees of the Lord. We're hearing it over and over again. Chant, chant nicely, but it's important for our mental and our spiritual being to be in the association of devotees. The third stage is to practice the prescribed rules and regulations of devotional service. This will dissipate our sorts of misgivings and remove all personal deficiencies that hamper progress in devotional service. If one chants with sincerity in the proper association, whatever our imperfections were before we started, eventually they will begin to disappear or dissipate. And we won't even recognize ourselves sometimes. When all misgivings and personal deficiencies are removed, there is a standard faith in transcendental matter, and the taste for it increases in greater proportion. The stage leads to attraction, and after this, there is bhava, or the prior stage of unalloyed love for God. All the above different stages are but different stages of development of transcendental love. Being so surcharged with transcendental love, there comes a strong feeling of separation, which leads to eight different kinds of ecstasies, and these will be covered eventually. Tears from the eyes of the devotee is an automatic reaction. And because Sri Nata Damuni in his previous birth attained that stage very quickly after his departure from home, it was quite possible for him to perceive the actual presence of the Lord, which he tangibly experienced by his developed, spiritual senses without material tinge. And the point that's brought up here again is tears emanating or coming from the eyes of a devotee. It reminds me of an old, very old song. And the gist of it was about love. And it states that love takes tears And if one has not learned to shed tears for that particular loved one, one does not know love. Now that may have gone over someone's head, but the point is we should be in a state or a condition of love so much that the absence of that person's presence should bring tears to our eyes. Thinking of that individual and being apart from that individual should bring love to our eyes, should bring tears to our eyes. And being in the association or in the presence of that particular individual is also capable of bringing tears to our eyes. So I'm going to end at this point, and please forgive me if there was something misstated, but I like the fact that we all have to understand at some point we are not perfect. We are all students on the path, on the devotional path, back to Godhead. And Krishna gives us an opportunity, lifetime after lifetime, to get it right. So that we ultimately do get back home, back to Godhead. Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Gaur Pamananda.